This is my own private domicile and I will not be harassed! Bitch! Gangsters, what's up guys? What's the grant to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Get the world by the tail! Fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Cute as shit. Oh, 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 skip, skip, skip. If you don't chew big red, then f you. That's so horny. Could you imagine if I hit the old water pipe with that thing? Oh. Great cash, homie. Three, two, one, let's fuck! Everybody's got to hear the shit on W Balls, W Balls, W Balls. Listen to this podcast. I'm your host, Sam Lacrosse. Can you dig it? I can. And we are back with another very, very exciting episode, very special episode. I am joined by yet another one of my good friends, a co-worker from the office place that will not be named throughout this entire episode to protect our confidentiality and not get us in trouble at the HR department of that workplace. My friend, Allie here. Allie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very good. It's very, I've, I've wanted, like, I've known, like, we've known each other probably, like, we work on the same team inside of our, inside of a workplace. I think I've known, have I known you the longest out of everybody that I think, like, I think I have, haven't I? Yeah. That's still on the team because, like, I remember met you when you were just a wee BDC, like, kind of going around and doing a bunch of other things and you were kind of doing, and I, what was really interesting was that you were kind of just so, because, like, people, I don't know if you've noticed this, like, now that you're in a more, I would say, like, I don't even know if elevated is the right word, but you're kind of in more of a, a position where you're kind of on the more glamorous side now of what we do. We both do sales for a living. And so now the big thing that I notice is like people who are business development representatives who kind of run around, they do everything else is that they are very comfortable with their group of people, but they're not comfortable, you know, associating and they kind of get really intimidated and everything else. You are not like this at all. Like I remember you were kind of just, you just kind of <laughs> pulled up and parked like right at your desk. Like, no, no one on your team was there. Like everything else was kind of you posting up with your headphones, all that kind of stuff. And you were very eager. You were very smiley. You were very positive in a bunch of other ways. And so I thought that really was a very nice thing to see. Because and you went right up to us. You introduced yourself. My name is Alec Carey. Like I'm all this other sort of stuff and everything else like that. So it was very, it was very interesting. And I thought that it was, you know, I always had a very positive, you know, perception of you throughout that whole thing. And now it's funny because we're teammates and I really, really wanted you as a teammate. So I'm glad that we are now. So it's really kind of interesting to see how things like work in that kind of a sense. Yeah. And to give you insight onto that day, I was actually terrified because Luis, who was your manager and now mine, mm -hmm. I didn't understand the relationship between like our, my minor role and reps and yep. then also RMs. So I was like super intimidated when he just came down and sat next to you and I was like, ah, perfect. This You're like, this is how it works now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was just, just pulling up right beside you. I, like, you know, it's, I, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's very like, it, that was kind of a thing because that was my first day in office too. Like my first kind of, you know, back in everything else because this was like literally right when our specific workplaces COVID restrictions were lifted and we can go back in the office. And so yeah. I had no idea. I had never worked in that type of position before either. So like when he's like, yeah, I'll just pull up right next to you and do my work and I'm like, Oh, like this is kind of weird. And so like, it'd be like, to me, it was like, you know, sitting like right next to the teacher or right next to the professor, like during everything else. And I was like, this is kind of intimidating. 
And so that was kind of another, um, a very interesting wrinkle on the side of that. But now things are better. Things are smoothed over. Like <laughs> yeah. you're more comfortable, like doing the whole person to person interaction thing now, which is very, very nice. And so I think that we've gotten to know each other for a couple of reasons throughout a lot of this kind of stuff is that we've gotten to know each other a little bit more. I think we have a very similar kind of sense of the world, how we look at it, how we interact with it, everything else and everything else. And I think it's kind of, but we also have things that are very different about a lot of other things that we do and a lot of ourselves, which is kind of what I wanted to bring us together to kind of see if we can flush this whole thing out to kind of have everything together. So the biggest thing that the one that I talked to you before coming on today, and again, thank you for coming on. I'm very honored that you would come on my, my, my podcast and do all this kind of stuff yeah. is, um, you, I remember like when we started working together seriously, and I think that you have such a naturally, I think infectious way of kind of, you know, kind of just getting people to like up there, like, you know, their spunk or whatever. I don't even know what that, like, what that is or everything like that. What are you, 80? I don't I, I, I am, like, literally, like, I, I'm a closeted 60-year-old man. Like, people are, like, identifying as a bunch of weird things now and all that kind of stuff. I identify as an old person. So it's, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, like, stuck in the stuck in the 70s, I guess. I don't know. But it's um it's something where it's, like, I remember, like, I would be, I would come out of, like, you know, my, I call it, the, I call it the tank, like, that room. Like, we have a glass room inside where a breakout room. I go inside of there and take a lot of my, my calls in there and do a lot of my meetings in there. I come out and I'm just like, you know, stomping around, like all frustrated and stuff. And you're like, you know, like you say things like treat that person with kindness, like do all this kind of stuff. Like you're okay. Like the sun is going to come off tomorrow. And I'm like, no, like everything's going wrong. Like the sky is falling, all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it has that also, I want to open it up is like, has that kind of always been like your natural indication to kind of be like someone that, you know, when a someone's proverbial sky is falling and they're kind of like, oh my gosh, everything is kind of like bad or like this person is really I'm really upset at this person. And you're like, no, you're not like, you're kind of just, you know, kind of in like a moment or whatever you're doing, everything else. Has that always kind of been like how you've handled those type of situations before? Um, yeah, I think I would say like my mom described me as a happy kid. Like when I was a toddler and, and younger, she just always would say like, you were just always such a happy little baby. And like, yeah. I don't really remember that obviously, but I think it kind of carried on. And of course I've had times where things are bad, um, which has also given me like, great empathy. So that's why when I see you come out of those rooms or anyone and they kind of are down and I can read that body language or behavior, I'm like, okay, let's do something. Like, <laughs> let's get a smile on their face. We can do it. Yeah. So even if it's at the cost of like my own embarrassment or whatever, I'll do it because it will cause a laugh or like just a silly moment mm -hmm. or whatever. And it does lift your spirits. Like there are so You're many... Right articles and science backing behind just like smiling even when you don't want to tells your brain that you're happy yeah so. yeah and that's the thing like that i was gonna say i was just gonna say that because like the thing is like with you like i'm always so like i'm not naturally wired to do that but like the th and the thing is like you know i gotta you know, get out of this my way i gotta like dig and do all this other kind of stuff and the thing that you said that i rang home with is that it it works and so like i do feel better after kind of something like that happens and i'm like Oh no, like I have, I've been kind of, you know, maybe call it causing myself unnecessary, like, you know, burden about doing all this kind of stuff and whatever. And, you know, just kind of our interactions about like, you know, you coming over to my desk and say like, Hey, tell me something good that happened this morning. And I'm like, I, I have a hard time a lot of times like saying that because I'm just so used to like, and you are able to kind of pick out those like, you know, tidbits of like this little thing. Like I was able to spend time with God this morning. I was able to like, I drank clean water this morning. Like I had a good breakfast. I had something else like that. And I'm just like, more of a sense like a process oriented person where I know it's really funny, but, um, I'm more of a, a person where it's like, these things are just, you know, 
supposed to happen. Like I'm just supposed to kind of, I'm supposed to like do all these things. I'm supposed to like get a good workout and I'm supposed to do all this kind of stuff. So maybe it's like an expectation thing or whatever to avoid myself embarrassing myself by like choking on my own saliva. You can go ahead and answer that question if you want to. But I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the whole thing where it's like, where, you know, you have a lot of things, like I'm just so expectant of that being a thing, but you kind of treat all those things as more of like a gift, I would say, in that kind of a sense. Can you, can you go into that if you wouldn't mind? Yeah. Um, well, like tomorrow is not promised and that's kind of my mindset. And I joke around and say, it's like a refined yellow. I don't know if you all remember. When oh that yeah. Came oh, out. Yeah. Like, you only live once. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember the Drake song very well. <laughs> I do. Yes. It's like a refined that it's, it's more of, okay. If I had today, I want to make sure that like, I don't, um, like regret doing anything mm-hmm. or being upset in a moment. And it also kind of goes back to like this thing that my dad had told me when I was young of, um, like emotional energy and what you're going to spend that on. And so he used it like a monetary version of it as an example so that I could understand it. But basically how it goes is if you had a hundred dollars in emotional energy a day and something upset you, you know, while you're driving to work in traffic and someone didn't go right away when the light turned green and now you're five seconds later than you would have been, is that worth $10 of your day or is that Mm, worth like a penny? And so I think, there are just a lot of different things that have happened in my life, good and bad, that have enabled me to now be like, I have to find the good in my day, and it's not always going to work. It's not like this toxic po- positivity, which right. I think people really yeah. do. It's more of like gratitude and appreciating what I have in the moment that I'm in. Yeah. That, well, that's very interesting. So did, when your dad gave you that analogy, did he basically say that that you had to spend all of the $100 in a day or did, I don't even know if you remember that little detail. Like I said, like you have to like, you, you like this is the amount of energy, like theoretically in this type of an example, you'd have throughout everything like this. You could spend that $100 in a bunch of ways. Like, could there be like a savings account for it? Or like, could you like invest that or whatever? Like, do you, like, what was that kind of thing like? Basically you have this much thing that you can expend throughout the day. So just put it where you would get the best return out of whatever you would put it towards basically. Yeah, like, okay. I think it was more of $100 of, like, negative emotional energy because positive oh, okay. emotional energy fills us up, right? Oh, okay, I see We feel I see better now. about our yeah. days, but, yeah. you know, sometimes I spend $50 on something that isn't worth $50, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get out of that mindset, and I have to, like, self-talk and in mm-hmm. my mind, do it every single day when little things happen. Like, um, today there was just, like, a dispute <clears throat> in a zoom meeting that we were on and i am so uncomfortable with confrontation it was mine by the way for the audience <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was mine i know exactly what she's talking about I, she, 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 she told me about no details but i remember she was it was either in our i don't know if it was our, like an individual message or our yeah, team channel she's like my screen is off immediately like i do not want to look at i don't want to be a part of this but it was it was my fault so i i, I apologize about that but keep going i'm sorry no it's just it's just a good example of like that's something small that most people kind of just brushed off but for whatever reason like that was uncomfortable to me <laughs> so for the entire like you know 10 minutes after that meeting i was like built up and it felt kind of weird and i had this energy <laughs> i was like oh that was so uncomfortable and i could physically feel it and then i was like okay to get out of this we can't you know feel this i'm going to go talk with sam later i can't be in this anger mood or whatever this moody stage Mm -hmm. is so let's take a second and go recharge and i think part of having that positivity is knowing what recharges you yeah no i I agree and i think like the one thing that you do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert 
I'm literally 51% extrovert and the other introvert. Okay, because like, and, 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 yeah, no, and, the re- and the reason I asked, I, I kind of got like you're like in that, like I think it's called like an omniverse type of person where it's like you're a little bit of both. Yep. The reason why I ask you is that you are such a very like, you know, very, you know, out there, like you want to make people feel good. Like you want to kind of associate with the people who like you get a lot of, you know, energy out of and like you have, you have really good friendships and obviously your boyfriend is great and a bunch of other things. And so you have that side of yourself that is very true, but also there are instances like our desks are not next to each other, but we're relatively close to each other in the office. And I remember like I would go and you sometimes are so in a zone, like almost in a trance. Like when I like say something to you, you're like, you just kind of do like a whole thing where you like pull out of something else. You like yank out your AirPods. Like, Oh my gosh, you're talking to me for like, you know, whatever and all that kind of stuff. And so you do need that time to yourself where you kind of just really either lock into an assignment or a task or there are things like I remember we were talking about this I think like two weeks ago and I and I asked you like I, I kind of got concerned I was like hey like is everything okay and whatever she's like yeah and I just you I think you were kind of like the way you phrased it was like I just needed this morning to kind of just like you know be by myself and like have that time by myself I'm like okay like cool whatever so that's so that's very interesting you kind of mentioned all that kind of stuff in terms of like that battery of like your emotional self where you need to like charge it up. And then also, you know, when it goes down you kind of like build yourself back up slowly by like doing the things that really do recharge you in that sense. Yeah, exactly. And that morning, just for context for anyone who doesn't know me or, you know, the situation, um, I usually walk in and like, hi everybody, what's going on? I'm that really <laughs> yeah, right. loud, annoying person in the morning. I'm also a morning person. So that doesn't, you know, help mm-hmm. to the equation, but Anyway, um, that's kind of my vibe, and so Sam is the only other person in the office, and he walks in, he's like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, good, walk straight to a room. Yeah, I, was, I was concerned. I was, like, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, oh, no, like, she's like, you know, I, I, I did something that actually yeah. upset her, like, this time. Like, I didn't, like, I just, I annoy, like, everyone that I, I work with in the office, at least period, periodically, <laughs> so it's like, I actually did something this time that I was like, you know, whatever. But that was, um, it's, you know, it's, it's very, it's very true because it's kind of like, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I think I'm relatively, omni- I'm more introverted than extroverted, but I can be omniverted with the right people. And I think that's kind of like, you know, you, you say like you frame it that way and you kind of have like a different outlook, even that you said, like, you know, I hung out with some of like the people that, you know, close. I didn't really know a lot of those people. We kind of hung out for a little bit. I went out for like 15 minutes and now I consider that like a pretty big, like, like she's laughing like right now. <laughs> and so like all this other kind of stuff. So that was a big thing for me. So I went out and like, you know, spent like an hour. There was another colleague, uh, teammate of ours, Matt, over there from, shout out Matt Feynman, from the, uh, from, you know, our work and stuff. So I was able to kind of, you know, and I met your boyfriend for the first time. He's very nice and everything else. And so, but you even have alluded like in the past and we were talking about a little bit before this, that you kind of do have a more, I would say, unique outlook on your, on that type of personality trait than even some of like your closer friends from back home. You're from Florida. So like even close friends like growing up or in college or some of your family members, where like so I think that's very tough for a lot of people to do is to really to find that individual self that you want to like blossom into in that kind of a sense Mm -hmm. so where did you kind of get you know one I would say the courage and two I would say the conviction to kind of go about and really blaze your own trail in terms of like your holistic style of personality in that way um I don't really think it was one thing. I've had many experiences in my life that were good, but then also many that were bad. And if I went into those, it would be like a three-hour podcast. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we could rogue in this stuff if we want to in a future episode <laughs> if we want to. Exactly. And so I think just having been through so many different situations and life scenarios at such a young age, it was kind of like, okay, I can either make the choice to be upset all the time about everything or I can choose to find joy in the things that I'm doing in my day-to-day life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been on both sides of the coin and I'm still on both sides of the coin. Like yep. I don't just wake up and I'm not like Cinderella singing to the birds outside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and thank God, by the way. You know, you know, like, well, yeah. You know, that's just not, that's not it. You know, I wake up, I'm like, ah, I gotta get out of bed. And I kind of have to talk myself into it. And so I think it's more of a persistence and wanting that whatever version of yourself you want. Like, yeah. I want to be a positive, happy, joyful person. And I want to be able to fill others up. So in order to do that, I have to know myself and mm-hmm. then also give myself rest so that I can do that. Yeah. And there's a great power in that too. Like I think a lot of people don't really realize how much of that is in their control. They kind of are just like uh, me is the first example. I said it like 10 minutes ago. It's like yeah. I default to that sort of a set where it's like I need to do something like this. And that might oftentimes not be the case because to your point, you can choose your state of mind I think more often than people realize they do because we're so – I think state of mind and emotions can be two very com- things that are aligned together, but they're also very different in a lot of ways. Like a lot of people let their emotions dictate their state of mind. You seem to have, I think, be in a, a relatively unique position where you're in the opposite case, where you kind of are saying like the state of mind can be influenced by the emotions, but ultimately this is how I want to frame things. And then that trickles down to everything else, including your emotional state in many ways. Yeah. And emotions lie too. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. They're not always right. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I think that's kind of the other piece of it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And the other thing, like, we're kind of involved in that. With the thing we have talked about, I think, more and more as we've gotten to know each other, is your relationship with your faith, with God, with everything else like this. And I think that you know, you have been. Have you been a believer your whole life? No. Oh, really? When did you? Uh, when did you come to faith? I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Um. 2017. Wow. Okay. So, okay. So I have a couple more days until my your faith anniversary. My faith anniversary. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Okay. That's faith anniversary. That'll be uh, okay. Cool. So, like, but the thing, like, you have like been, you know, very eye opening to me because I've never really talked with another person before in a work setting about Christianity, about the way you know the way we look the the world you have of the world of life, all that kind of stuff. And I know it's a very huge part of your life. And you've told, talked to me about, you know, we were just talking about before, like a lot of our conversations and we just had dinner before this have revolved around, I would say your relationship, not only with, with Christ, but with your church, with your small group, with kind of the people in your life who are believers, all this kind of stuff. And I'm flattered to be one of those people now that we're kind of having this conversation. But in terms of like, I view it very, very interestingly because like, I feel like there's people that are Christians that are really, you know, to your point, they have that kind of outlook where they look at the world through relatively rose-colored glasses, and there's the other side of people where they think, like, the rapture is upon us, and then we're going to have, like, you know, like, you know, then everything's going to be, like, like, you know, they're going to send the stars into the earth, and then, like, you know, everyone's going to, you know, the the gates of of both heaven and hell are going to open, and then, like, a good portion of the population is going to throw up through one, and then not the other, and then, like, it's going to be a whole mess. But, so, there's a very interesting dichotomy in the Christian sense about, you know, the world view of like where people look at things and how they kind of choose to see people, how they choose to see events, how they choose to see, I would say institutions, including the church and including faith and everything else like that. So what has you becoming, well, you're not a recent Christian, I guess relatively you are, but I would say, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, you're not a, you're not, a, you're kind of a, a tweener in that sense. So like, and you know, you kind of, <laughs> again, my 80 year old language coming up. But kind of like the other thing where it's like you have been very heavily influenced by this. So how, how, what has that had in terms of your outlook on how you see the world and everything? What has your faith meant to you from, from that perspective, if I can ask? Yeah, um, 
Thank you for asking. I think I'll start off with saying everyone's story is different. Mm -hmm. And this is like my story, my version of it. Um, you know, you don't have to agree with my faith background or what I believe or any of the things. This is just my experience. So I want to share it with y'all. Um, but yeah, basically have, have you read the story of Simon in the Bible and then he is renamed Peter. By yes. Jesus. Yeah. I don't remember it all that well, but I, I do know, I do know the story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's just this basis that Simon was attempting and kind of flirting with potentially going with Jesus and being a disciple with him. Um, and then eventually when he decided to do it, Jesus renamed him and called him Peter, which mm -hmm. now means rock. Simon means pedal. And so I, Oh, interesting. Believe off of this philosophy that we are renamed and it's talked about it in several other verses, but we're renamed when we come to Christ and have a relationship with him. And so my name that he calls me is joy. And I know that sounds like absolutely crazy to anyone no. listening to this no, right it, now. I, I don't think it does. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But I think that it's like kind of just the gift that he's given me. Um, and I'm really thankful for it, but I also have to work towards it every day. I, I don't want anyone listening to this to think, Oh, Allie's just a positive person because that's how she is or how she was born. Like, I have genetic makeup that allows me to have depression and anxiety to high levels in my, like, background. Sure. It's a choice that I make and I choose it because I think it's real and it's it's, it's mm -hmm. worth it for yeah. me, especially in my faith. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, has that been the most influential thing on your, or real, okay, so it, like, it, yeah. it's been the most influential thing on kind of the way you see the, I would assume so. Yeah, sorry, but, like, I made like yeah. giant eyes. No, no, you're like, the headlamps just turned down a little bit, you know, yeah. kind of whatever. But no, go ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I mean, I, I think it's sometimes something that I can't explain because it's mm -hmm. just unique to every person's relationship. Um but I try to ask what instead of why when something happens. I was talking about that with a good friend actually yesterday. And mm -hmm. they're just kind of saying like, oh, why why did this terrible thing happen to me? It's like, I think there's purpose in it as much sure. as you might not. And I think that that purpose might not happen now. It could also happen like 10 years from now. And then you're able to help someone else or love someone else better. Mm -hmm. So don't ask why me. Ask what about this do you want me to learn or how, how to help people with it? Yeah, I think that's a lot of, like, it's a thing that a lot of people really do struggle with. I think, like, especially, like, for, for an example, like, I, I think, like, I, one of my biggest compliments I've gotten, I, I've mentioned my men's group a couple times, shout out to the Affluent Standard. And so I remember, so I was in my my men's group, and so I've, I've been very, I, one of the things that I think has been very positive in my in my walk with, with God and everything is that I've been more vocal about talking with people about about the Word, about Christ, about all this kind of stuff. And so I think that there was a guy who I knew relatively well in my men's group, and I won't say his name out of, you know, whatever. I don't know if he's comfortable with it yet, but so he's a really, really solid guy. Like, he's, this is a guy who makes a good amount of money. He is, he's a very, you know, outgoing person. He's got a good personality. He works out, like, very healthy, all that kind of stuff. And he's just a guy who's trending up in life, which is good. And so he was struggling spiritually, and that was one of the things. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm reading all this kind of stuff, everything else. I just don't really get it. And so I got on the phone with him for like 45 minutes before actually I went two-stepping with my small group a couple about two weeks. That was, that was, you got mad at me for going, going two-stepping. I know, I, I, because my, you know, I, I have my reason. I, I just, I, I'm getting cascaded on this. I have my reasons. So it was like, this was like right before this happened. And so I remember like a big thing, I think, I think this is a problem that pertains particularly to men because men have a fixer mindset in most part of everything. Like we want two plus two to equal four with everything. And I think the fundamental problem, one of the fundamental problems with men and 
faith of any kind, but especially Christianity, is that two plus two does not equal four when it, terms, it comes to faith. Like a lot of it is up in the air. A lot of it is like, it's not a binary equation. Like it's not something that really is supposed to make sense. And that's something that I tell people all the time, not just men, but men and women too, like when I'm talking about this, like it's not supposed to be cut and dry of all this kind of stuff. Like we do, that's why it's called faith. That's you have to believe in something at the end of the day. So that, that it's very hard. And I think that was one of the big things that I had to kind of, you know, to use the Yoda quote, like I had to unlearn what I've learned about a lot of what the world. And so like, I've had to kind of go and say like, maybe I need to like unwind myself a little bit from this in my head to make it make sense in the abstract in that sense. So it's been, it's been, I don't know, it's been an interesting thing. And the other thing I want to talk about in relation to that is just role models in general. So like, did you have a role model in terms of, I would say either, well, you can say either your faith or your outlook on life in terms of like anything else in terms of like, you know, this is a person that I really want to emulate in terms of like what I want, you know, how I want to go about living my life, how I want to do all this kind of stuff. I know you, you mentioned a couple people to me personally. I just didn't know if there was one that really stuck out or one that really, you know, you wanted to say like, if I could be walking in this person's footsteps or kind of, you know, doing life like they're doing, I'll probably end up okay at the end of the day. Um, I'm going to laugh, but no. I really? Think, okay. Don't. Interesting. No, this is a very interesting answer. Go ahead. I, I don't. I mean, I... I want to be different. I want to be unique. Mm. I want to be my own version of myself. There are things about people that I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I would love that specific. It's an admirable quality. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the first person that came to mind was um, one of my old friends. His mom is a stay-at-home mom, but she has like this incredible faith that I've just not really ever witnessed in another person before. Um, from, from what sense, if I can ask? Um, I don't really know how to articulate it. It's mm -hmm. just like she genuinely wakes up every day excited to talk to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm being honest, I, I don't always feel that way. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like a lot of the times when I'm upset about something, I do not want to go and like hash it out. I don't want to touch mm -hmm. those emotions. That's gross and icky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I think if I had to, that would be an example of like, I really valued her like, consistency in her relationship with Jesus. And then there are other people where I'm like, wow, I really think that the way that you do like family structuring is beautiful and just how tight knit everything is. And that's mm -hmm. what I also would like. So I don't think I have one thing that I'd like to become. I think there's a conglomerate of multiple people that I've encountered that I would really love to just kind of create my own version of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, it is, I think that's kind of how we do most things. We just take a little bit from each person. We chip away something and just put it in our back pocket yeah. or whatever. And that's kind of how we all make up who we are in, in ourselves. And that's what I think individuality is in a lot of ways. Cause we stand on the shoulders of giants in all areas of our life. Like no one is a self-made person. Like no one is kind of all this kind of stuff. That's a, that's a construct. It's a myth. And so like, it's kind of like a big feeder function ecosystem type of thing where we all kind of have something in ourselves that kind of says like, you know, we just need to learn from people. We need to exist with people. We need to kind of coexist and talk with people and a bunch of other type of things, which is interesting. And I think that, you know, role models is, you know, it, in a way they are good and I'm very blessed to have some in my life. But I think a lot of them, I think especially like, honestly, like in, you know, going back to my men's group example, like there are people like, you know, so, um, you know, you were talking about my books earlier. One of the big books on there is a uh, hundred million dollar offers by Alex Ramazzi. And so Alex Ramazzi is a, I don't know if you know who he is. 
He is a, um, he's probably like the biggest up and coming business influencer of the last like two years. And so he, and he's like this, and he's not like a typical, like, he's not like a guy who dresses up in suits or whatever. Like he, if you look up his Instagram right now, all of his reels, like he's got a big bushy beard, like a tank top and he's ripped and he's got like calves of the size of tree trunks and everything like that. And so, and so like a lot of people are like, they worship this guy because he's kind of like, you know, whatever and everything like that. And, you know, to me in the Christian sense, role models are good because obviously like Christ is a role model to everyone who follows our faith and everything like that. And a lot of the people that follow Jesus and everything like that, like you said, this person in your life, this woman, but a lot of that role model stuff, if you're not careful, can turn into idolatry in like two seconds if you don't want to. So that's, yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of a person that goes to extremes. Like I, I, I sometimes will like obsess about certain things. So for example, I don't know if any of y'all have ever like Googled something and then you find yourself like two hours into the same Google search oh, or yes. something. Oh yes. Like I just have this tendency. So I know that having no role models in that sense is better for me. Shout out J. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> oh I had to. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I... But yeah, just having like not one person that I'm like, yes, I'm going to emulate them and just making that my faith instead is, is better for me in my situation. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'll so much more easily go to you know, idolatry or Netflix or any of the mm-hmm. things that you can idol. It can literally be anything. Yeah, we were we were actually talking about this yesterday. This is a really interesting. Even like you know, we were talking about things like you would never think of. Like I, I, the obvious ones are like you know, like money, career, like you know. Yeah. But even like you know, fear can be an idol to a lot of people. Like people are enslaved by their fear in, in a lot of different ways. People are kind of like it's an it's a it's a mindset. What we we're kind of talking about this whole time. Like people can be, and that's where I can kind of like you hit on with the mindless positivity is what I call it, and all that kind of stuff. People can be enslaved and all that kind of stuff where it's like I have to treat this with like, this is a good thing. It's like, well, maybe it's not a good thing, but you're like, no, I have to do this and all this kind of stuff. So it's, it's a very slippery slope with multiple different things. And that's another thing that I think like, you know, my faith has really shown me throughout the whole thing. It's like anything can take that form. And I'd be really, really careful about how I approach all those type of things. And it's, yeah, it's very, very interesting. And so in terms of that whole holistic thing, like we talked about kind of, I guess in the Christian sense with like the really positive people and rapture people. So like, what, what do you think is the easier or the harder mindset for people to adopt? I think I, I have my answer. I'm very curious about what your answer is. What do you think is the easier one? And what do you think is the harder one to adopt and why? Oh my gosh. It's so much easier to be a negative person yes. than it is to be yeah. a positive person. I agree. I agree with you. Why do you think that? Because you have to think. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> like not in a rude way, but you know, I can talk about all of the negative things in my life and I can keep going and spinning because I have plenty of not great things. Yeah. But it's a lot harder to look at the rose colored glasses, as you say, and mm-hmm. say like, okay, what is good in my day? And to reference something that we briefly touched on earlier, it's like, I have kind of started this thing around the office that I got from one of my old professors in college and it's tell me something good today. And you kind of start off like, oh God, what am I going to say? Jeez, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like most people are off put by the question. Me, by the way, she's talking about me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you really get to look at your day and you start going from like, oh well, you know, I'm thankful that I like got into work today to I'm thankful that I have a healthy and able body, or I'm thankful that um like I'm able to go on runs or have running water or all of these like much deeper things and then it kind of just keeps going the more that you do it um and you lose like the attitude of my life sucks and then I'm gonna die 
and it kind of <laughs> switches more to yeah. like, okay, there are some good things at least in my life, even yeah. if they're small. Yeah. And that starts to fill the cup up and eventually you can see through those rose colored glasses, but it's not like a easy fix. Like, you know how mm -hmm. those people, how to lose 10 pounds in two days or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't even like a charlatan about it, but you kind of have, yeah. No, yeah. I think the problem with positivity when people talk about it is they talk about it as if it's like this toxicity of not addressing the negative emotions or the negative things in your life. It's seeing those feeling them as much as we don't want to and as gross as it is, but then also seeing the good in them. Mm -hmm. So it's like more of the after effect than the actual thing that's happening to you at the moment. So it's kind of like what it does for you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like, you know, so many, and I know so many people who are like, do it in a fraudulent sense too. Like they like, they do it because they feel like they have to, like if you're not happy all the time, if you're not like, you know, feeling good all the time and something's wrong with you, yeah. which I think is just a, just a, probably the worst thing you could do for your emotional health possible. And so it's like, I don't know if you've seen the meme before with like the, the, the picture of the guy like in the, uh, like he, like it's a happy face inside of him and he's like trying to smile through it all the time. He's like crying underneath it. Have you seen, have you seen that one before? Yeah. So like that, I feel like so many people do that and it's so, it's so just, it's, well, it's bizarre for one thing. And then it's also like just incredibly unhealthy. That's kind of, that's, you know, that's the way that people they look through the world and all that kind of stuff, because it's like, there are bad things in the world. The world's a fallen place. It's kind of like a bunch of other things that are kind of just like, you know, there's a lot of things that are going wrong. A lot of things, everything else. Like, there's a reason why to your point, I agree with you that the negative side of the spectrum is so much easier to fall into. I mean, it's what, you know, cable news has made a living on that for, you know, however long it's existed. That's why it's a thing because people... <laughs> Are they don't want to see like everything else, and I think that I hate to uh, I hate to keep bringing up my men's group, but this is something we talk about all the time. Like be, with all like the advice around like what does it mean to be like you know how do we actually go about like the things that actually help people and the things that are actually like good for people. They're not easy fixes. They're not things that can kind of do everything else. It always takes more effort. Like it's it's you know everything else. Like a lot of the problems with like you know there's one thing to look at like for example like guys who struggle to attract women or date people or date girls. And it's like, there's one thing that you can adopt where it's like, you need to work on yourself. Maybe it's, you should probably, you know, seek something traditional in terms of a marriage. You should probably like avoid hookup culture. You should probably do all that kind of stuff. And then there's the other side that say basically like marriage is a failed institution. Women suck. Um, you know, you should, you know, do all this kind of stuff and everything like that. And it's like, well, you know, like, like not really, but it's, but it's easier to think that way because then it, then you outsource all of your responsibility for your own issues onto everyone else, mm -hmm. which is completely unfair. And it's going to lead to a life of misery if you do that to a lot of people in a lot of different places. But it's just kind of unfortunate. It's kind of how like a lot of people, you know, see and, you know, kind of deal with that kind of stuff to your point. Yeah. Um, okay. One comment on that. And then I'm actually going to flip the tables and ask you a question. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but the comment is, I, I can't remember how many times it is in the Bible, but the Bible tells us to actively rejoice more than like almost any other thing. It, mm. Like how many times have you read a command to rejoice? Well, it's like all of the Psalms, right? Basically. Yeah. It's kind of like every, <laughs> yeah. everyone is like, Oh my God, like this is so great. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's like, it is innately in human nature to not rejoice. And so mm. we therefore have to try to rejoice. That's very interesting. I never thought about it that way. That's very true. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Like my favorite verse is First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen, and it mentions that it's like rejoice mm. always, and it talks about gratitude and being in thanksgiving for those things. Yeah. But anyway, um, 
one of the questions that I had for you is yeah. what is the difference between happiness and joy? Oh, I think I, I've thought about this a lot. I think I, think I actually have like a technical definition, but like I, I write books for a living, so I need to know like what words mean. Yeah. And actually, you know, whatever. I believe, and you can tell me if this is like, I think this is technically right. So I think happiness is, you know, being happy because of outside things. Joy is an internal thing and happy is an outside. Is, is that right? Am I getting? Yeah. So I think like basically being happy is being happy with things basically around you, your environment. Like, you know, for example, like you mentioned, like, I'm great. I'm very, very thankful that my apartment is really nice. And I have like this really big TV that like UFC looks great on and everything like that. So I have like all this, all this kind of stuff that's inside of my apartment, whatever. I am happy about that, but yeah. I get joy out of like how I see myself, my self-esteem, my self-value, all that kind of stuff inside of everything else. Is that, is that what you were, you were getting at for everything else? Yeah. And joy can't be taken. Like mm. you can't steal my joy. You can't do that. You can take my happiness quite easily. Sure. You know, you could take away the, the giant TV. The, <laughs> the giant TV, the giant so TV, I yeah. can watch men fight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Which I literally or, or women. There's there's women fight. There's oh, cards Saturday. Yeah. Shout out, shout out my girl, girl Laura Murphy. You're gonna punch some people in the face on Friday or yeah, Saturday. You, you can take away things that make me happy, but happiness is fleeting. While joy is not. Mm. Joy is not something you can take away from a person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you? Are, so are you basically, are you saying that you're like basically always in a consistent state of joy, but not always in a consistent state of happiness for the most part? Ooh, um, or do you find people like stealing your joy and you're like, damn it, let that happen where like they were able to kind of like totally throw like everything off. I need to kind of write myself inside to kind of, you know, project that out onto people. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I think it's more of like people can steal my happiness a lot easier than people can steal my joy and it's mm -hmm. still taken sometimes. For example, earlier when I was like, you're driving in the car and, you know, someone cuts you off or whatever thing makes you angry. Right. Like, it's just joy is something that isn't always going to be full. It's something that has to be worked at. And I mm -hmm. think joy and positivity are very similar in that sense. Okay. No, I, I, I agree. Like, I think it's kind of, yeah, when you put it that way, it's, it's, it's just something you have to make an effort towards and a lot of stuff. And a lot of happiness, like looking yeah. at it from that sense. A lot of happiness, like, is just kind of by accident, it's almost. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of just like, you know, oh, this is just kind of something I just stumbled into. Like, I just, I casually walk into my apartment after work and I'm surrounded by all these really, really cool things. And so then, but, you know, if you feel like garbage on the inside, then you walk in and it's just like, you know, wow, like all this kind of stuff is going around, whatever. Like, I don't really care about, like, you know, all the stuff that's going around in my life, if I'm not really okay on the inside in, in that kind of way. That's, that's very interesting. And so I think that's, it's a good kind of distinction for people to draw too, which is very, very important. And I think that for people who can't draw that and the people who kind of are like me, I think I'm more pessim I'm much more pessimistically wired than optimistically wired in many, many ways. I'm trying to at least hopefully change something like that. Like you were looking at the my, my, me yelling at myself in my fridge, like, about an hour ago, about all that kind of stuff, and, you know, my, the, 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 the manic, like, you know, cave drawings that I have, and I just throw in the fridge, but, um, do you think that, like, you know, it's not a condescension about other people who think, like, you know, in a condescending way that, like, you know, the rapture people we talked about everywhere, like, you know, my life is ending, like, all this kind of stuff is, like, whatever, do you think that those people are then making the world worse with that attitude? Do you think they're like a net negative to kind of with, not, not, not that as a person because every person is valuable, but like, yeah. do you think that their attitude is kind of making the world a not great place of how they look at things? Or is that too much of an exaggeration on my part? I don't know if we can put that much pressure on that. You know yeah, no, yeah, I don't know yeah if that's it has fair. that much influence. 
things. Yeah. That's... I mean, it could, because the world is already shouting negative things all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? So do you think it has to do with more of, like, who that person knows? Like, if that person is, like, a president, for example, and he's saying, like, all this really, like, you know, or he or she is saying all these, like, you know, really, like, oh, like, this is, like, not great and everything else, but if you think, because I do think that that's actually a good thing, because, like, if a person, like, well, again, like a famous person or something says, like, all this kind of negative stuff. A lot of person, people pay attention to that, and they're like, yeah, like, that's a negative thing. Or they say, like, this thing is really good, and they're like, yeah, that's a really good thing, and all that kind of stuff. And doing it on a more localized level, like, I always say, like, this has one of, been one of the big revelations since I've moved to Austin and kind of done a bunch of things. And so I have community in a lot of different places, and I would never have really had that before because I was kind of, like, a, a weird person growing up, and I was kind of, like, a tweener between, like, a Stop bunch of different... It. I was, like, I was a very, like... <laughs> I was like I was like a, a fat kid who played football and like wasn't really you know like that I wasn't really that good at sports and then I was like I liked reading like you know first wave feminism and like my language <laughs> arts classes and stuff but I wasn't like a nerd enough for like those people so I was kind of like just bouncing around like you know like a pin like a pinball between like a bunch of different things like kind of doing all this kind of stuff and so I didn't really have that group of people and now that I do I never really got I would say the value out of community in that type of a way. And so now I have community at a bunch of different places and it's, it's, it's very nice. So I would say like on that sense from that localized level, like if someone in one of those communities, whether it be like our team at work or whether it be my small group, whether it be my boxing club or something like that or my men's group, if someone is like really dragging the room down, like you feel that, like you feel that very, very viscerally in many, many ways. I don't know if that's the same thing for you, but it definitely is for me. Um, yeah, you feel it for sure. Like it, it's definitely... Especially if you're an empath, you feel it because you don't really care about what other people are thinking. Right. It's not going to affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's a great opportunity to try to love them better so that, mm. that you, you know that they can have a better life or whatever that is. Like, yeah. If you have a friend who's just constantly down all the time, like there are still safe boundaries. But we don't need to get into this, like, cancel culture thing of, like, oh, you just have only negative thoughts, so you're out of my life. You need, yeah, right, you need to be removed, and, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think that kind of goes into another question of, like, what are the boundaries with, with people in your life, or do you only surround yourself by, like, one kind of person? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people in this day and age would say, like, oh, if you're a positive person, you probably surround yourself by positive people. And I've heard the saying a thousand times of, like, show me your five closest friends, I'll show you your future, Mm -hmm. right? And there's some truth to that. But I think there's another side of the coin that people aren't looking at of, like, you can really positively influence other people's lives, even if they are different or have a different mindset of you. Oh, yes. You just have to know, like, what that rest level is for you and Mm -hmm. what those boundaries are. So if you feel called to love that person or that that's like important or you want to pursue that, whatever, um, that you can still do that, but then have the circle that supports you and pours into you. Right. Yeah. And you have, you have like those, so you spoke of kind of like the really high boundaries. So there's like no tolerance for, for, you know, like when you say like this person thinks differently, like out, like off with his head type of thing where you kind of do all this other kind of stuff. But then I think a lot of a, a very similar problem that a lot of people in our generation have. We go to the you talked about extremes earlier. Then a lot of people, especially people our age, they have no boundaries. To everybody, I have to know. You have to know everything about me. You have to know like all of my secrets that I have, like all of my traumas, like everything, like right up in front. And you are gonna, I damn it, you're gonna choke on it if I have it, all this kind of stuff and everything like that. And so it's a very interesting way where you can either cast people out or you can be. 
overwhelmed by all of the stuff that people are kind of giving into you, which is, you know, to your earlier point about your emotional battery life, that's going to, that's going to send that shit spiraling down like way, 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 way fast. Oh yeah. And I have friends that are like that, but I just have to know Mm -hmm. like what is good for me and how I can actually help them. Like, and when I say good for me, I don't mean like, how can this positively benefit or what can I get out of this? Or what can I get for you? Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean like, how much time is too much so that I don't get into that mental state because I have so much, like I'm such an intense empath yeah. that I'll become that. Mm-hmm. So how much time is enough where I can help that person, but I also get adequate rest, rest so I can rest. continue helping that person. I'm too big of a Looney Tunes fan. I, I just threw I off again. I'm sorry. You just turned me into Elmer Fudd. I know. I'm, 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 I'm just, <laughs> I'm getting positive flashbacks. There's positivity. This is what we're talking about today, people. So go ahead. I'm, I'm so sorry. I've, I've done that way too much. No, you're good. I think I kind of finished my point. Yeah. Anyway. No, that's fine. Yeah. No, I, I think it's. I, I think you're right, and I think there's a lot of things where it's like you know, there's just it's. We just got to be careful. I think is the biggest thing. We just kind of you not succumb to kind of just one massive landslide of a thing versus one massive landslide of the other thing. And so, yeah. what I will ask you next is kind of like when really shitty things do happen in people's lives in your life especially this is something i'm working on and i think i've made i think a pretty good amount of progress i think there's like there's a lot of significant work i do but i've made something a really good progress at this point of when really garbage things like happen in your life where you're just like god they really just sucked like whatever i went through how are you and i think honestly like our jobs it's helped me a lot with this like you know with all the theory you just kind of like just you know look of, look of you know just this grateful anxiety just burst among your face and so like there's there's a thing where it's like i have now i deal with several like i mean even like so you came over um you came over my apartment like around with like an hour left to go in the work day we were kind of like doing work and like talking a bunch of other stuff like i had what like even like when i got you from my parking lot and directed you back into my apartment like it was like I told you about like three fire drills like that had just happened in the last like five minutes. And so like that is kind of just what our job is in a lot of ways. We yeah. just handle – we are crisis management people in many, many different ways with customers and internal people, all this kind of stuff. So for you, when something really, really bad happens, how do you manage that? How do you remain grateful and joyous and when those things happen? Do you have any like practices or do you just have like a, a constant like steady state that you go to? Or like what does that look like when that thing does happen? Like when – a customer sent you an asked email or something like that, and like you're, no. you're, like, you're getting like bad flashbacks. I'm mentioning right now, but like, what does that look like for you? Um, I think that looks like feeling it first as much as I don't want to. Like, yeah, I I know that girls are supposedly better with emotions. I promise you, I am not. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like feeling negative emotions. I mean, obviously, no one does, but like, I will avidly avoid them. Um. And so I think the first part of that, which is also like a healthy step of any counselor would tell you, is to just feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> don't let it go out of control and spiral. That's a whole other thing. Right. But acknowledge that like right now, that sucks. And like that's okay to say that. It's okay to think that. It's okay to feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, it's going back to like what is restful. And going to Jesus is so restful for me. Mm. Like watching Netflix that is also very restful, but I will idolize then Netflix and I will just sit there for eight hours and be like, Oh my gosh, I just Your eyes are peeling in the back of your head. Like, <laughs> yeah. All this, yeah. Yeah. It's ruined my whole day yeah. or yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually feel more rested after watching however long of the TV episode or yeah. movie you don't. Yeah. So I 
have to start slowly because I can't just like jump right in and be like, okay, God, this is how I'm feeling about yeah. my day. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so for me, I do that with worship music and I start you know, just listening to like a positive outlook because that's, that, I mean, Christianity is the hardest thing that you can do. Following Christ does not make your life easier. Oh, no, it makes it, uh, by the way, this is the, this is a, a strong endorsement for the religion, but you got to know what you're getting shit into about this. <laughs> It is like this is absolutely right. It is it is unbelievable. I, I was stunned at how I like how my life shifted. Like yeah. it was so much better, but it was also so much harder all yes. at the same time. It was, it was a very very you know bizarre thing that I never expected to happen. So keep going. I, I apologize. No, no, you're good. Um, it's true. Like Christianity and following Jesus is worth it, one thousand percent. But it is harder, and I think that people believe that Christians live in this like perfect la la land where there's like rainbows and butterflies all the mm -hmm. time it's really not that no. at all um but anyway okay so going back to my point uh i start with worship music that's what gets me going like that's what kind of mm -hmm. sets my mindset right and, and helps me focus um and then you know if i if i can't calm down from that i have to go sit and journal it out because like i'm a, oh, really? I'm a physical learner mm -hmm. if that makes sense i can't remember the kinesthetic that's the word Oh yeah, like you have to manually do stuff to like get you out of get you to like adopt something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. I have to move to be able to process things better, and that includes emotions. So the best way to process that is to write it out. And I hate doing it because it's like, dear diary, today I'm yeah, like yeah. this. Like you, you do not strike me as that type of a natural. Yeah. No, that's yeah. like ick. That just gives me the shivers. But I know that doing it will help me process through it better and then be able to move on. Yeah. And there have been plenty of times that. I have not been able to do that, and I just break down, and that day is a bad day. Mm -hmm. I think that's really natural, and that happens to a sure. lot of people as well. So I I know I've said that a couple times, but I just want to make it so clear that like positivity, joy, happiness, these things that we're talking about is not something that is just like blind. It's recognizing and wanting to be better and move forward. It's purposeful. Yes. Yeah, it's a very it's a, it's a, I think you, the word you used that it was good was like a, it's a choice at the end of the day. Like it's a conscious yeah. decision to do all this kind of stuff, which is which is correct I think in a lot of ways. And so going off of like not in I would say necessarily the Christian sense, but kind of like in the just overall sense of like a holistic sense of everything. So do you think that your life is made more difficult by the, and I think you might have, this might have been answered difficult because you've chosen to adopt this attitude in, in life. And I would say like, how does that overall just, how does that affect you? Like just that being like, kind of being like the, Oh, Allie's the positive person in the world. Let's go dump all my shit on her. Like, and all this kind of stuff. And like, she'll make me feel better. She'll do all this kind of stuff. And so like, like, does that, like, it does it, um, does it make your life harder for one? And then two, how does that like affect you if it does, or if it does not? In, in that kind of a sense? Um, yes and no. Like, it can make your life harder because people will see you as that. And, for example, like, I've had a lot of people tell me, like, oh, you just always have a smile on your face. And then you feel guilty for being sad because that's yes. what people think of you. Yep. Um, but on the other side of it, it's like, you know what? Choosing this thing that's really difficult to do is worth it. Kind of like following Jesus. Like, mm -hmm. it's worth being positive. Because it makes your life better. Yes. Yep. <laughs> is it harder to do? Yes. But it makes your life better. Like, you are able to see so much more happiness and joy in the little things mm -hmm. and just be appreciative of them instead of constantly being in this consumerism of, I want more, I want more, what can I do? Yes. What can I do for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think it's like, you know, it's, 
uh, yeah, it's purposeful. Again, it's like, it's very, very yeah. purposeful in that kind of a sense. And I think that, you know, the, the big thing that I, I mean, people are so distracted, like I think mean, consumerism is a good way to put it, but it's, it's not just like the material stuff in a lot of ways. It's like, it's just everything. It's just life now. It's just so cluttered and busy and noisy and a bunch of other stuff. It's why, like I, I said, like, you know, it's why I choose to live here and why I choose to live by myself. It's like, I, I can finally get peace and quiet when I close the, the black box of death that is my work computer over there. And I just, you know, I, I, I shut that thing down. I can finally just, you know, descend into this place of like calm and peace and all this kind of stuff. And with you, you have a lot of stuff going on too. You do the same job as I do yeah. and you have all this kind of stuff. And then you have like, you have a, you're in a committed relationship. You have your family, you have your friends, you have your MC, you have your, you know, all this other kind of stuff. Part-time job. Part-time job, all that kind of stuff. All, everything <laughs> in else. addition. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do besides, besides this? I, I work for the navigators as a part-time job in the industry. So really? Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot yeah, about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I forgot about that. So she is also, are you, so what is like your title then? Oh. <laughs> are you like an evangelist? Like, like, like what is like, I don't know. it's on my LinkedIn. It's like oh, it is. associate something. Okay. Basically I, what ministry is, is meeting with people and loving them. That is the basis of ministry. So mm. I do that part-time. Okay. Cool. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess I didn't, I didn't, I forgot about that. So yeah. So like, so like you have all this stuff going, basically all this stuff going on. Yeah. So how do you take care of you? How does Allie Carey take care of what Allie Carey needs to happen in your life? Like how do you fill your own cup back up? Like to your point, what you said earlier, like how, like what practices and principles do you set in motion to make sure that, you know, cause I, I'm a firm believer that if you do not take care of yourself, you, there is no possible way to take care of other people. If you are not good internally with all that kind of stuff. So that's yes. a massive thing that a lot of people run themselves way too thin. I, I know a lot of people, myself included, that do all that kind of stuff. And like they run on fumes and therefore the things they tell other people run on fumes as well, which is not good for anybody. So how do you, how do you go about doing that? Um, well, I think I'll start by like saying there is science <laughs> behind yes. like having a community, mm. eating right, exercising and taking care of your body. That does not mean that you have to have you know, calves the size of tree trunks. That just means Shadow Hermosi. <laughs> yeah. That just means you get your heart rate up for 30 minutes a day. That's all it means. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's evidence behind doing just those things alone can positively impact your attitude, your life, your mind, your choice, how you choose, different things like that. So I'll start off with that. But for me, um, if you have ever seen me at the gym, I'm not smiling. That is my oh, one really? place where I'm just like, Oh, wow. You're dialed in. <laughs> Yes. Like, do not talk to me. Like, yeah. I am grumpy at the gym because that's my, like, here are all my emotions and I'm going to lift heavy things and get them out through doing that. Is that what you do? Do you lift? Mm -hmm. You do? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because you say, like, we talk about, like, you have to, like, run your, your stress away, like, a bunch of things. So you, so you lift primarily is your, is your big thing. I didn't know that. I do both. I don't oh, you do both. Okay. as much because I just don't. Because like running it. sucks. Yeah, because running is the worst <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I lift, and if I do that, I feel tremendously better. Waking up earlier, oh my gosh, I know that you're a testament to this as well. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't it so nice that you have two hours to yourself before you actually oh, have to like it's great. work for anyone else? It's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. the best thing ever. Yeah. And it sucks when my alarm goes off. I am angry, but every time that I get up and I actually take care of myself and I go to the gym and then I have a quiet time. Whether that's like singing worship music or reading mm. the Bible or journaling about something I've been said about or whatever it may be, reflecting, yeah. giving thanks, just in prayer, whatever. Yeah. 
I feel so much better about my day. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't really even started yet because work starts at 8, 9. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and to, to what you said earlier, it's like kind of like the, the science when you do get your heart rate up, when you do like kind of get exercise and when you refuel your body with all that kind of stuff. The, this is what, what I've, I've said to people all the time. The earlier that you do it in the morning – then the whole day is just like domino effect of like all that stuff and all those things you did that were good for you early in the morning where if people just kind of roll out of bed and they kind of do all this stuff and they like you know, chug like a sugar-laden Starbucks coffee and they're going in they wonder why their morning sucks is because like a lot of it is chemical. A lot of it is biological, kind of all the things you did you, know, you said earlier. And a lot of the thing you know that you said earlier was kind of like you – know, and I know you're very purposeful about this as well – is another word we talked about a lot is community. And so like yeah. how, how picky are you with the people that you associate like, like, you know, doing this podcast, for example, like, I mean, you could be doing a million other things with a lot of, I know you have like very, you know, quality relationships in your life with a lot of different people. You could be doing a million other things, but you're doing, you do the things that you do and you associate with people more importantly that you associate with for a reason. So are you like, I'm assuming you're pretty picky with the people you spend your time with, like how often you dedicate time to certain people, all that kind of stuff. How does that really, how do you go about, you know, allocating who to spend your time with and not just what you're doing? Um, I don't think it's based off of like one person is better than the other or mm-hmm. anything even remotely around those lines. I think it's more of like how genuine is the person that I'm talking to. Yeah. Um, and that's just because like, I'm, I'm real. I'll tell you exactly what I'm thinking, how I'm thinking. I'll try to do it in the nicest way possible, which doesn't always come off that way, nope. but I'll try to. <laughs> um, and that's just kind of how I am. Like, I think that's one of the things that I've heard most in my life of like, oh, you're just a really genuine person. And so I value that in other people. So if you're a really genuine person, but you're extremely pessimistic, like I'm going to still love you and spend time with you. But then those boundaries come in that we were playing to earlier. Yeah. So how I choose those people, honestly, I don't, I don't think it's a choice. It just kind of happens. And I think I'm led to certain decisions. Um, There are some people in my life that the Holy Spirit has led me to, which is a whole other topic, but it's just kind of like this feeling of, yep, them. Like, it's almost as if someone just put a spotlight on Mm -hmm. a particular person in the entire room, and there's never really any reason for why it's that person. It just happened. And Matt knows this, so I I don't know if he cares, but like Matt Feynman is Mm -hmm. one of those people to me. I remember you you told me about this, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and some people are like, y'all have such a weird relationship. Like, what? Like, no, I can't explain it because it's quite literally otherworldly. Like, it is just a really unique relationship in a beautiful way because he was someone that was pointed out to me. And so, um, I don't, I wish I could, like, tell people, this is how you find people that you want to spend your time around. But I think the realness of it is, like, know what you value. I value Christianity. I value genuinity. Mm-hmm. And so then I choose friends that either value those things or are comfortable that I value those. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's kind of just like, you know, you don't want to associate with people who aren't on the same wavelength as you in a lot of ways. Fundamentally, I would say, like, we talked about that earlier, like, you know, just because someone's more of, like, a negative Nancy like me, you're not going to go around and say, like, all oh, this, I'm just not going to, you know, like, be friends with this person or whatever. But the fundamental stuff is so – and when you find – when you strike a chord with basically the, that group of people, like that's your tribe of people. Like that's the people you want to be around most of the time, all the time, all that, all that kind of stuff. So it's yeah. it's just – yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to add like I think also we're in this how can this friendship help me? Like how can mm, I be yeah, better? Yeah, yeah. This is my gym partner and they help me be better at – being stronger and lifting yep. heavy things. Mm-hmm. And this person is like my positive person 
and they help me be more positive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's it's not transaction, it's a relationship. And right. That's the other huge part of it. Like how are you loving and caring for them yeah. and vice versa? Yeah. And people like people just don't they don't we just don't treat people like human beings in that sense. We treat them like objects. And that's yeah. like another form of like everything else where it's like, you know, they're like they're not something you can use for your type of thing. They're they're a person. They're a human being. They're all this other kind of stuff. They're you know everything else, and so you need to treat them as a human being. So that is that's very good. So thank you. And I think like one of the things like coming up on like just we're getting towards the end of everything else. So just a general question: What brings you? So like we talked about kind of like not succumbing to the extreme of the negative or the positive or whatever you want to call it. What what to you personally? And this this is a two personal question. I'm answer it, but like. What brings you the most joy? Like what brings you the most internal, you know, thing that you really, really align with? And what brings you the most non-joy or the most like sadness or thing to be the most pessimistic about personally? Yeah. Um, what brings me the most joy is people. I okay. genuinely just love people. Mm-hmm. I am like a golden retriever if I were to have a spirit animal. And you love dogs. And I, and I love dogs. <laughs> 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 um, like my boyfriend and I joke around about it all the time that I am actively the human form of a golden retriever. I would agree, yes. I am so loyal, have a bunch of energy, just like so excited. And when the, when the battery runs out, you just collapse. Yep. That type of, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will, like, I will actively collapse on you. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Um, but I totally just forgot your question. What, what brings you the most joy in um, the world or what brings you the most uh, not joy or, or negativity in the world? You yeah. said people, which so is a great people. answer. Yep. Yeah, people brings me the most. People bring me the most joy. Um, just being able to learn their story, even if it's so different than mm-hmm. mine, because I think if I can, you know, get to know enough people, I'll still never know enough. Sure. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I was talking to my dad uh, over Christmas break, and we were walking on the beach, and I basically had said to him, like, I will never know enough people to know enough about the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just a crazy thought because I didn't know anyone on the beach except for my dad. Yeah. And it was like, what? There's 500 people there? Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Um, that is what brings me joy. What doesn't bring me joy? I feel like Maria Kondo right now. <laughs> this sparks joy. No, yeah, I don't know who that woman is, but I mean, I guess... I, 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 yeah, okay. Um, I would probably say when I... This is just like a personal thing. Yeah. But when I am not heard, that really mm. upsets me. Yeah. I have no idea why, but like when I can't explain myself and my reasoning for my actions and someone makes an assumption, like that just makes me so angry. And I have mm-hmm. no idea why, mm-hmm. but it does. And so I've had to work through that by yeah. being like, okay, this customer or this prospect or this whatever replied in a really angry manner. And now they say like, you suck, you're the worst and telling me all these things. Mm-hmm. I have to go back to like, okay, I'm angry about this because clearly they don't know me, mm-hmm. um, but they don't know me. So they're just saying them to say them. Or maybe they had a really crappy day and yeah. now they're telling me that. And it's like, okay, great. You can brush it off on me. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. And so you have to figure out those other boundaries there as well. Yeah. And it's, it's is it like a thing you feel like an inability to change that thing or like like correct that situation or like you feel like kind of powerless in that type of thing or like, like what, do you, what do you think it is? I just like to have a voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Like, yeah. You know, you don't have to agree with what I say. You don't have to like it. But you it, want to have that say. But I want to have a say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's good. And I think that like from that's how do you not let that then, you know, when that thing does happen, when that sledgehammer hits your stomach, 
Like what? Like how does that like not overwhelm you, or how do you? How do you like? What do you default to to not let that really take over your mind when that happens? I mean, sometimes it does. Like, yeah, sure. Like honestly, sometimes sure. it does take over my mind, and I'm sitting there railing on this topic, and then I get angrier and angrier, and then my anger turns to sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, not focusing on myself is how I try to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think like there is this particular customer who had yelled at me for two hours on our first meeting that I've ever. I remember. <laughs> yep, that I I've like ever met this person. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was so upset because I was like, you have no idea who I am. I am really good at my job. Like, yeah. Account management is my sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And you're just saying I'm this terrible thing. And so <laughs> I literally had to pray for this guy for me to From get your wrath. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Like, not even that. More of like, oh, Lord, I hope that, you know, he has like a good family and good kids and that whatever's upsetting him is okay. And it's Mm -hmm. so annoying because you don't want to be doing that. Sure. Like, honest, real moment, you do not want to pray for the betterment of someone that you do not enjoy or do not like at this moment. Mm -hmm. But it it really is a hard change when you do it and it helps like bring you back to reality. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's... It's a it's a weird like I mean that's the whole like you know loving your enemies type of thing right your customer's not your enemy obviously but in that moment he was and so that was you know, that's, you know whatever but um yeah so it, it's it's yes it's very just kind of like you need to like the big the biggest thing is like you know the extreme point that we've made like a bunch of times you can't just let it dominate you like you can't just let it like wash whitewash your brain or whatever and say like I am only gonna think about this person this way for whatever because that. Yeah. That's a bit like just that's the gateway to bridge burning, in my opinion. Well, I even change it and say instead of you can't let it, you can't choose. Mm, sure. Because nothing yeah. just happens. Right. Yeah. It's you chose to react that way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if it is upsetting. Mm-hmm. For you sure. You chose to be upset by it. Yeah. You chose to take on the energy or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think the, um, yes, I agree with you. And so on that front, <laughs> What, so I, I'm going to rephrase this because we already we discussed the difference between happiness and joy earlier. But like, what does it mean for you to be joyous in that type of way? Like, what does joy like? Like, what does it mean for you to be have joy inside of yourself? And do you view? I guess we might have already answered this, but do you view joy as important in and of itself, or is it a byproduct of other things that you do that gets that joy to manifest itself in your life? Um. I don't know. I, th- I think what helps ignite it is, like I said before, something that can't be taken away. So rest with Jesus gives me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but people give me joy. Like sitting here on a couch and talking right now. I'm like, wow, I just love spending time with Sam. Well, I'm, I'm very I'm very glad about this, by the way. This, this is a <laughs> thing that I was just like, I because I, I knew you have to be somewhere like I have an already like, get me the fuck out of here. Like I was going to rip the mic off on this thing. Like take this shit and you know, no. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, this is going to give me so much energy, and that's where my extrovert kind of plays Yeah, in. right. But it's going to be so much energy, and I'm going to go to my next thing and, and be like, oh my gosh, I just had such a good time with Sam. Let me see how I can love these people. And yeah. And like, be <laughs> yeah, that right. talkative. Well, yep. sometimes after work, when I go to this thing, I'm like, ah, I just worked for the number of hours, and people were angry, and I yeah. didn't bring that energy to now where I'm going. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It's kind of what I've already said, but mm-hmm. just a, an example of it. Like, it's people who fill you up and people who you enjoy being around. Yeah. And 
that inspire you or make you happy yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. Just doing that. And I think like a big thing, like you, you've kind of seen like, you know, I, I, I call my uh, apartment, you know, in my way, I call it uh, frat yet chic. And so I have like all these things like surrounding everything else. And so like, I have all these things around me and like inside <laughs> of like, so true. I, like it, it is, I mean, it's kind of like, it's, it's not, it's not a frat house. It's like, it's, 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 it is just, it's a level above where you can say like, okay, he has some geometric symbolism with all this kind of stuff. Like he's kind of adorning things in a way that's not just, he went crazy with the scotch tape or like threw some shit up or like with the, with the, with the tax or whatever. But so like I, I, you know, when people come in and, and my bedroom is similar to this, I don't know if you, you probably you know, looked into it like relatively or whatever, but like there's some other things where it's like, you know, there's things in my environment. Like I basically say like, and it's kind of like random with a bunch of different things and all this kind of stuff. And my basic, you know, rationale behind that is like, I want to be surrounded by things that inspire me. Like I do a lot of things where I like, I, I, I'm inspired by like all of these things to a degree in a lot of senses. And I have like pictures of great, you know, I'm a creative person. Like I, I, I write books for a living. I do this. I, I blogs, I'm writing, I write films, I do all this kind of stuff. And so then I do a bunch of things. I'm surrounded by great movies and great TV shows and great musicians and all this other kind of stuff and like great, you know, symbolism and all that kind of thing. So I think it's very, very important that you have to be, you know, you have to take that and really just kind of say like, with people as well in your personal life where you are inspired by the people you have around you, not just the, the things you have around you, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, to that point, that also made me think of something. Your environment can really affect you even if you don't think it does. Yes. Like, I <laughs> I don't watch really dark, gruesome things. Oh, I, I don't do. listen to Billie Eilish. I don't subject myself to very negative things is billy eilish i don't really listen to a lot of her stuff is she does she like a negative a negative person i don't think she's negative she's just kind of like she's weird i know she's, she's like sad yeah she oh yeah she's yeah, sad 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 girl i, I, I respect yeah. her i saw her live she's really great but yeah i think what i'm trying to get at is more of like there are certain things that i just don't watch don't listen to yes don't yeah. interact don't mm -hmm. have in my environment because the content that you absorb yeah, yeah, and people have, like, no idea that how much that is really affecting them. You mm -hmm. know, if I watch, like, I'm trying to think of something, but, like... Breaking like, Bad. Breaking Bad, or yes. Wednesday, or Game of Thrones, like, that stuff is not good for me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need to be thinking about that. And right. I'm just really aware of that. Now, if that doesn't affect another person as much, fine, but it still does affect you, and you have to acknowledge that at sure. some level. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I remember like there's like I, I I am the complete opposite by the way. I love all the disturbing shit. So I like <laughs> I like I, I see like I, I see like you know I go on like Sons of Anarchy. I see people getting like you know their teeth chipped out by like beer bottles and stuff. I'm like fuck yeah, like from my couch and everything else. But it, after a while, like when you see that for like when you go on like a binge and you see like you know a bunch of guys in like they're in a van cooking meth and shooting people and doing all this kind of stuff. You you get out and you're like like ugh. Like, man, you, you got, you do feel, you, you feel it like viscerally. And that's not just with like, you know, TV shows and that kind of stuff where it's like overly like violent or something like that. Like, that's kind of the thing you look on like TikToks are like this. I mean, like all this, like social media is like this. This is I mean. literally why I'm not on social media anymore. Yeah. I still have accounts, but I don't do it because right. I started thinking that I wasn't beautiful or mm -hmm. like good enough. Yeah. Or why isn't this a little bit different or shaped a little bit different or a little bit yeah. bigger or a yeah. little bit smaller? Yeah. And it's like I stopped appreciating how I was designed. Sure. And started looking at everyone else's amazing life. But what you're really looking at is the best parts of everyone else's life. Mm, yeah. Well it's a highlight reel. That's all social media is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a highlight tape. And and I think like the 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 sad part about that too is like we start to discount 
the opinions that really do matter, like, you know, like the people that actually like that we talked about, like this whole podcast, like everything yeah. else. And so you discount those people and say like, okay, that's great, but the people on the, on the social media matter, on the, on, on the talk tick matter more than you matter and all this other sort of stuff like that. On, on the Twitter and all this, the, all this other kind of stuff like that, they matter more than you do, which is insane to actually think that. And, we, and people are not insane. They don't actually think these things, but they get hijacked mentally by thinking all of these type of things. So that's, I, I think it's a very, very important point. So I, I agree with you. Yeah. And again, there are people who can have social media and have it not affect them as greatly. I'm just not one of those people. I think a lot of people are like you. I just don't think a lot of people admit it, honestly. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, are thinking that, but they just don't have the strength to call themselves out on it personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I did the thing for a while where I was like, I'm just going to take a break for a couple months yeah. and then I'd go back and I'd immediately get into that mindset again and mm-hmm. I'd think nothing of it. Yeah. And then it'd be like another year, another six months. And then I'd be like, Ooh, I need another little detox. And so yeah. then I'd yeah. go and mm-hmm. like not have it. Yep. But then there was just one time I don't really know what clicked in my brain, but I was like, I'm not going to do this for like four months. And then when month five ran around, I was like, I have no desire. You have no incentive to go back. No, there's no reason. Like, okay, what about the excuse of my cooking and my workout playlists and like all of this stuff is on there. And so I need to see that. It's like, just Google it. You can find just the Mm, post. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to be scrolling through and seeing like all of these really fit women and men and then thinking, oh, geez, well, the workout that I did yesterday and the day before isn't enough. Yeah. And then I, 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 yeah, I, I look at myself and I look like kind of like a half empty tube of toothpaste and I'm like, Ugh, like it's kind of like, you know, whatever. And so then I just kind of do all this kind of stuff and, and I am and just like, okay, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, no, but it's, it's, it, it is, I mean, it's just, it's so bizarre, like all that kind of stuff, you know, with everything surrounding that. So to that point, the last question before we end and you, you run away to your, your other people you ever go see tonight, <laughs> joyously, obviously, and um, you do, you do all this other kind of stuff. Um, what would you say to the people who don't, think in your type of a mindset if you wanted to not just say like i am better like you cram it down your throat all that kind of stuff but if you wanted to persuade someone who is very skeptical of this outlook on life to come over to the light side of the force or the dark side of the force in their opinion what would you say to that person to make it at to your because your point you're a very empathetic person what would you say to approach them with empathy and in that situation to see your side of the conversation the argument yeah um i think i would ask them like what do they want from their life? Like, do you want a positive life? Because if you do, like, you know, have a positive outlook, great. Work towards it. But if that's, not some, yeah, if that's not something you really want, then don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're okay how you are and how you're thinking, fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to judge you for that. It's not any better or worse. I just, I need it for myself. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you're kind of on the camp of, like, well, you make it look easy or something like that. I don't even know while I'm like physically struggling. Yeah, just like, just like, you don't even know, okay? Like, you know, stop, <laughs> yeah. shut yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah. make it look easy. It's okay. Well, find people who help build it up with you that are in your life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have those people, pray that you find those people. Yeah. And then they'll help you get there. Because I have the genes to be a depressed very sad, pessimistic person. Like, yeah. I want to make that so clear. It is in my... It's your DNA. It's in my DNA. Yep. But over the course of 25 years or so, I have chosen that that's not what I want for myself and I want to move forward. So I need people that can encourage me to be this better thing that I want for myself or are yeah. already there. Yeah. And then also be able to help other people who want to get there. 
Well, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> and with that, that is that is all I have for you. And cool. I think that uh, this is great. Allie, I would love for you to come back maybe and talk about something else, the same thing or something else like that. But yeah. um, Allie, thank you so much for coming on. That was such an enjoyable experience. I think you're a lovely person. And I'm very, very <laughs> glad you chose to spend this part of the evening with me. Eat, eat, eat my pasta that I feed like everyone that comes over here. It is the same thing every time someone comes over here. So I'm glad you entertained that as well. I'm glad you thought it was good. And so thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sam. It's been fun chatting with of you. Of course, absolutely. Well, to the rest of the audience, new article coming out next week. Another really great conversation series happening in another two weeks. I guess I don't even call it that anymore, but another great podcast and another great person coming up in two weeks. So until then, on the day, open your mind. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next week. Stopping, hopping like a rabbit When I take the Nina Ross, you know I got to have it I lay back in the cut, retain myself Think about the shit and I think it well How can I mix my grip? And how should I make that nigga straight?